Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode. Great to have you here. The winter season is upon us. The winter blues are kicking in with shorter days, colder and darker days. Tell me, what is your favourite season of the year? Do you enjoy this cold and fresh weather? Or are you more of a sunny, summery type of person? I went live on Instagram yesterday, and, and just a little heads up, if you're not already following on Instagram, please check it out at English Life with Benjamin. That is the same for YouTube. So I went live, and I do get a lot of questions during the live. Normally, the questions are quite similar. Benjamin, how can I improve my English? Benjamin, I'm afraid of speaking. I lack confidence. I make mistakes. Those are the typical questions, and so I normally give quite similar answers. However, I had a very different and thought-provoking question yesterday. It was something along the lines of this. Benjamin, I speak English very well and I have a friend who wants me to teach them English. I am really struggling and I don't know how to do that. What advice can you give me? And that made me think a lot because I think self-reflection is so important, but it's not something that I have a habit of doing. I mean, I, I self-reflect on a regular basis uh, unconsciously, but not consciously as much as I should do if I want to be a good educator. So I was on the live and I was trying to think about my answer and how can I best explain how you should teach someone. And the first thought that popped into my head was the typical approach that you have of a professor or of a teacher, which is that they stand in front of the class and they spew, they speak, they talk, they share a lot of information and they expect the students to absorb it. A very, very kind of uh, dull approach, in my opinion. Because when somebody is just talking to you and telling you a lot of things, how are you expected to remember that and then be able to incorporate it? So, I mentioned that to everybody on the Instagram Live and I said, my approach, my way of teaching is trying to guide you in the right direction, trying to show you the path and hold your hand, but not do it for you, right? So I am trying to show you the way, but trying to get you to do it for yourself. Because if I think about how I learn best, I learn best by doing it myself, because that way I'm going to remember it much more easily. And the teacher is there to push me in the right direction. The teacher is there to guide me, to hold my hand. The teacher is there to correct me where necessary, but not to give me the answer immediately, not to do it for me. Now, we have a conundrum one of the biggest challenges is to make the lesson or the activity challenging so that the student must think, but not too challenging so that the student is overwhelmed. Because if the student feels like the lesson is too challenging, it is quite likely that the student is going to give up. Now, I consider myself someone who enjoys a challenge and acts like a... I get excited by thinking that I can beat this challenge, but I know that's not the case for all students. And so I'm constantly trying to find that balance between challenge and also having 
the ability to achieve it. Now, you also need to make the lessons or the classes creative, engaging, fun, dynamic, fast. There are so many layers to it. And it also depends on the goal of the student in the class, right? So if I try to give you some examples from courses that I run, most of the courses are focused on fluency. So I'm trying to allow you and give you the opportunity to speak more, more confidently, faster, better, with more advanced vocabulary, just to feel more confident. So how do I approach this? I introduce vocabulary that I think is important to you, but I don't just tell you these are the words and these are the meanings. I try to give you the opportunity to figure out what those words are and how you can use them. Now, without a doubt, students do make a lot of mistakes during these classes. And I have to weigh up the pros and cons. Most students say, I want to be corrected. Please tell me all of my mistakes. Please correct me every single time. And sometimes they're telling the truth. But most of the time you realize that they don't want to be corrected in every single moment. They, they say that because it's like the right thing to say. <laughs> but in reality, it's not as practical. I remember an experience where I was uh, the head of studies for an academy in Spain. And I remember the person who was training me said, you must correct every student in the moment that they make the mistake, no matter what. Now, that was face-to-face, -face, which makes it easier. And I, I respected his opinion to some degree, but at the same time, it's not appropriate for every student, in my opinion. If you are knocking the student down every moment they make a mistake, first of all, they might not remember that in the future. All they're going to remember is every time I tried to speak, I was stopped by my teacher. So you have to take it on a case-by-case -case basis. Let's jump back to how I teach my classes. So I have to decide in the moment whether the mistake is worth correcting and worth mentioning. Will it be useful? Is it hindering their communication? And is it something that is stopping them from progressing? Now, grammar mistakes, sometimes I should mention. Pronunciation mistakes, sometimes I should, sometimes I should mention. There are some pronunciation mistakes that come to my mind, especially connected to some students' backgrounds. You do notice with the Spanish language, people who speak Spanish as a first language, some of them struggle pronouncing the ED endings of words. Like walked is the pronunciation, but they say walked. Or stressed is the pronunciation, and they say stressed. Now, it doesn't sound great, does it, when they say that? However, it's not easy to teach someone that if the word, if the verb ends, or the word ends in T or D, then you are going to pronounce it id. But if the word does not end in T or D, it's going to be a soft sound. That's not easy to teach someone. It's not easy for them to remember that. And even if you do correct them, the likelihood of them making that as a conscious change is slim because they've made that mistake for so long. So I do correct, 
But at the same time, as a teacher, you have to accept that you cannot perfect or change everything. So what is the focus of your class? It is to implement this vocabulary. It's to give them more confidence, to make them enjoy and feel happy with the language learning process and not to get caught up, not to get stuck, not to get too focused on things that are not as much of a big deal when it comes to their successful communication. Um, so there are so many aspects to putting on a good class and to teaching students. And for me, the energy that I bring to the class is fundamental, isn't it? The students may be tired if the class is at eight o'clock in the evening on a Thursday night, like my class was yesterday. But the teacher must bring positive energy. If the teacher does not, the class is doomed. But I don't fake it. It honestly is natural for me. And it's what I want to deliver to the students for the, for the money that they are paying and for the service that they expect from me. That's a little summary, guys. That's a little summary of my teaching approach. And I thought that that was quite an interesting topic for me to share with you. And maybe you guys can also share your feelings about teaching experiences that you've had with past tutors, professors, teachers, educators, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Things that you've liked, things that you haven't liked, what has worked for you and what hasn't worked for you. There are some fundamentals of teaching which I think you must incorporate for every student but then you must also be aware that every student is different and you must be able to psychologically understand each student to know what they need and how they want to learn how they need to learn and what will make them learn quicker more quickly so that is the challenge of a teacher it's not it's not simple and even if you, you know, pay and you sign up for a 15-hour course, there's much more involved than just the 15-hour course that goes on behind the scenes, preparing the lessons, putting the students together, and thinking about what works best for each individual student. So it's an exciting job. It's a challenging job. It's a stimulating job. And there is so much involved. Um, if you're not following already, guys, as I mentioned in the beginning, all your support on YouTube and Instagram at English Life with Benjamin is greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you could give a five star review to this podcast, if you enjoyed it, that, of course, helps this podcast to reach more people and to help more people uh, for them to engage with English to improve their comprehension and also to support uh, myself and the channels that we provide. Thank you so much, everybody. I wish you a lovely rest of the day and until next time. Bye for now.